Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 400. And because it's a hundredth episode, that means I am joined by a very special guest, my husband. And I got some questions from you over on Instagram, like maybe not personally you, but you know, the the plural you over there. And so we're going to be answering those questions as many as we can here on this episode. So you want to introduce yourself, honey? Hi, I'm Bob, the husband of the slobification person. Thanks, honey. (laughs) That was great. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. So I have some interesting questions here. And this one is one that I've answered before, but I'm really curious to see what you're going to say. So I'm not going to give any kind of pre anything on this. I'm just going to ask you the question. How do you manage gifts you know you won't use? Oh my. Um, How do I manage them? How do you deal with gifts that you don't use? Like what do you do with gifts that you don't use? (sighs) Knowing me, I will keep them, hoping that maybe I will use them, or I might find someone in my life that could use it, specifically if I just happen to hear that, oh, they like blah, 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 blah. Okay. Hey, I've got an extra one. I don't know. but I, I was curious what you were going to say, because... This is a hard thing. Like, this is a question that a lot of people have, right? And it's something I've answered before as far as from my perspective and where I've had to come to the place where I'm like, if it doesn't have a place in my home, if I'm not willing to give it actual space, then I use that as my reason to be like, okay, I can't keep it. But I say that knowing it's really hard and also knowing that that kind of stuff is extra hard for you because I think you have, you tend to have more emotional attachment to stuff than I do now. I think I used to have a lot more emotional attachment to stuff. I have had to get through that, but I know like it makes me think about, you remember our, um, our couch that we had when we first got married? The one my parents gave us? Yes. I do remember that couch. How hard was that to get rid of? For me or for both of us or for my parents? (laughs) For your parents. It was it was tough. I mean, they felt there should be some loyalty to us keeping that couch when in reality the couch was ours now. So and there was also other circumstances we were moving. We knew we were buying new furniture. It was an old couch. I mean, there was a lot of things, but it was an old couch they didn't want in their house. But and it was also let's just be honest, it was super ugly, right? It was not the most attractive or I guess, modern looking couch, but man, it was great for naps. Remember how long it was? I mean, like, wow, you could just really stretch out on that thing. Did you struggle with knowing that they were frustrated over us not keeping it? Actually, no, because it made no sense. Because it was, I remember we donated it to your church's garage sale. So we, we were donating it for a good cause. We were moving. We were getting brand new furniture. We had used it for two years. So it, so it, we did get some use out of it. We did appreciate it. Now it did bother me that my dad made a couple of comment, made a comment or two about, you know, 
that they gave that to us and you know just give things away like that but then he said well maybe you didn't really give it to us because once it's yours you get to do with what you want to with it so but actually no it didn't because to me it was a clear I, I knew us i knew we had used it and i knew what we were going to do and to me it made no sense to bring that two and a half hours away to a home where we're going to have brand new furniture anyway there was not going to be a place for it and maybe it might be a blessing or something good to someone else and go for a good cause so actually so other things, yes, I might have struggled, but that to me it was a clear cut. No, it was just fine. Good, good. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Next question. What is the most interesting or surprising thing that you have learned about decluttering? I guess in the fact that it's something that a lot of people struggle with in some form or another, whether it's um, it's in your home or it's a, you know, me being in the fringes of public education, the fact what, that teachers struggle with it after so many years of being in their classroom it's really not a unique thing just to you, which I think obviously we've found out through the, the things you do now. But no, I think that's one thing that surprised me is how much some folks really do um, struggle with it and in, in various ways. And it could even be a business, could be a a man's shop that they keep at their house. I don't know. There's all kinds of, you know, we saw that with my dad. So I do think there's, it's, and there's all kinds of reasons for it. But I think that surprised me how much folks, when you look at it, Maybe some people don't see it or maybe they don't see that they have this clutter, but when you're around them, you go, do you really need all of these things? Is this something? And it's, it's meant not that we ask those questions. I mean, it's kind of the first thing we ask people who go in their house. Do you really, really need that? He's being sarcastic in case anybody hasn't listened to any other. I and, guess. After, and after about an hour, we go back to regular, we'll get into like a real conversation, but for about the first hour, we... <laughs> Walk around the house and say, do you, what about that? Do you need that? What about this? Hmm, that looks a little excessive. So anyway. Oh, my word. Please, everybody know that he's joking. Okay. Um, how do we divvy up daily stuff? And then she says, and I love you. I think maybe she's talking to me about, but I don't know. Do you know this person? Which one? That one right there. How do you div up, divvy up dailies? And I love you. Do you know who that is? Looking at oh uh oh my word do you really oh <laughs> so how do we... oh my word well I think you take advantage of what you know I don't mind doing and what I like to do 
And what is it that I don't mind doing or I usually like to do? You love taking out trash. Well, true. The the trash. And, and in fact, I'm a little, I don't know what the, I'm a little neurotic about the trash. Like, no, we could put one more plate in there or uh, no, let me run over here and see if I can bag that up. And I think that could go in there. But what else do I like to do around the house that you know, hey, will you do this? And I'll normally do it. Oh, my word. Do you even know me? I'm thinking of the coffee, but what is it? The kitchen. I will I will do the kitchen. I'll do the dishes. You do a great job. Like, Are you talking about like when we're like, hey, we need to do something. Yeah, you can. handle the kitchen. Yeah. If you say, will you take care of the kitchen? I will use say, yeah, I got it. So. Yeah. I, and I think that's actually, I find it helpful and I'll be curious what you say, but I find it helpful. What the reason I think it's helpful for you, for me to be like, Hey, you do the kitchen is it gives you a very specific, definite job place thing to tackle. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. So I think, you anyway, know, so the question, how do we divvy things up is I think you play to my strengths and you play to what I don't mind doing and you take advantage of that. All right. Uh, let's see. How has your life become easier with your wife's mission to simplify your home? Like like we said before, it's so much better, so much more manageable, so much more uh, of um, just knowing that we do have routines, knowing that that we can be aware of things getting out of hand and, hey, we need to stop and deal with this. We need to stop and get the kitchen cleaned up. Hey, we need to stop and get the dining room table cleared off or whatever. And maybe it's because we're about to have company or maybe we're just, you know what we need, we just need to, I, I think it's definitely something that we don't just ignore anymore. I mean, we can maybe ignore for several days, but eventually we address it and take care of it. It's usually not a crisis. It's just maybe a little sense of urgency, but it's, it's so much more manageable. And in fact, that knowing our kids still do the, still know how to handle the five minute pickup. And even, even at their age now where they're older, they know what that means. Well, I think um, as far as like, it's not a crisis. It's not, it's not daunting and overwhelming anymore. It's like, we know what to do. We know, you know, there's, it, it's not out of hand, like months worth of worth of buildup anymore. And so we're just, we can just tackle it, you know, when it needs to be tackled. Okay. Uh, do we ever disagree on what is clutter? I don't know. Um, I don't think we disagree on what's clear, but I think we do disagree on where does something need to go. And maybe, maybe that does lead back to the question is where would you look for this? But there are, there are little comments made of why is that there? Why are those things there? And then I go, why are those things there? And then, man, it just goes nuts after that. So anyway, <laughs> you're the one that want to do the interview. We're doing the interview. We're doing the interview. Okay, I think the way that that actually goes is maybe like, why did these things get, (laughs) darling, sweetie, why did these things get left here? And I don't feel like I say it accusatorily, but maybe I do. No, no, it's, it's, it's all in love and patience and understanding. (laughs) Okay. Oh, here's a good one. What are you most proud of Dana for? Uh, that she's an awesome mom, mother, wife. Those those things are priority. So yes, those are the things I'm most proud of. Thank you. 
what's the biggest surprise looking back on this journey? I guess it could be either the decluttering journey, desulfication journey, or it could be, I don't know, the business. I don't know. I mean, again, I think it just goes back to, it surprises me that people are almost paralyzed with their clutter and with their excess, whatever that, for whatever reason, but it just, um, it surprises me how much, I mean, the, the fact that there is such a need and even your, I guess many ways your this is, um, has become a ministry, uh, and people are burdened and people, um, can't think of the word, but they're, it, it tends to wear them down and even maybe affects how they feel about themselves, their home, their, uh, ability to even cope with it. So to me, it surprises me that, I mean, I kind of knew, you know, I kind of knew you had some issues, but, um, but to see there's others and others need, need some type of guidance and hope and a plan, a game plan of how to tackle this. And, and it seems to free them up too. Just knowing there's people out there that this is a, a true struggle that really kind of inca- incapacitates them in some ways. Yeah. What do you think of my popularity for being a slob? How do you feel about the fact that I'm like known for this issue? It definitely doesn't bother me. I think it's great. I think it's awesome that people... um it shows that real side of you that you are honest and open about about i guess your struggles your issues what you've had to address and it just gives you a lot of uh, credibility with those or it gives you solid credibility with other folks who do it so it doesn't uh, in fact i you know i share people the name of your blog website all the time i mean it doesn't it, i think it's the greatest thing ever so did you keep that huge photo of you and your sister when we moved? It was a painting. It was a painting. We did keep it, but we do not have it right now. Because? We used that at a uh, as our white elephant gift at a Christmas party several years ago, maybe. And I don't know who has it right now, but that was our, that was our gift we brought. And it was stolen immediately twice and the third owner kept it so it was not stolen (laughs) Um, but we do we do go to a uh, Christmas party for our Sunday school class every our adult Sunday school class every uh, year and this particular party has a history of re-gifting so it's uh, it's one of those items that shows up I think the people who actually have it weren't there this year so they didn't uh, bring it. But, but yeah, it's one of those items that will make an appearance again and again and again. And then people, because it's so big, people will know, do not choose that gift, (laughs) but it did get a big laugh and that's what matters, right? Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course. And I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. 
dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash clean. What does he think your best characteristic is? And what do I think his best trait is? I'll tell you, I'll say mine first for you. And that is you are as honest of a person as I have literally ever known in my entire life. And I am so incredibly thankful for that. I mean, like you are the most genuine person I have ever, ever known. And that's a wonderful thing. Like, it's a really wonderful thing. Your trait that I'm most appreciate. I guess you're a genuineness, but also I guess your, your faithfulness to, um, uh, to your family, to your marriage, to your children, to your faith. Um, it's authentic. It's true. It's real. And I appreciate that. The fact that you take, all those things very seriously, and and no matter what, those things stay priority, regardless of what else is going on in life. Those those things are are number one to you. Thank you. What is your least favorite household chore? Favorite, obviously, is the trash. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't I don't like vacuuming. Almost, I think I almost enjoy sweeping more, but I just I don't know. I, I do not enjoy 
vacuuming and if that's and it's funny because like when the Roomba comes on in your home does it make you happy or mad it's best just to leave leave and go outside or or, or go somewhere else when that thing comes on yes because it's not quiet it's not quiet at all uh, so he always gets very irritated I'm like hey it means not vacuuming so Okay, what are your opinions on the best ways to get this person is asking, I guess, get her husband on board with his stuff? So just in general, husbands in, in general. So what I say is declutter your own stuff and neutral stuff first and do it in visible spaces so that they see and experience the impact of a house that's easier to manage because of having less stuff. They also see, I think what happened with us is you saw me getting rid of stuff that maybe you didn't think I would get rid of at different points in life, you know, and, and it just kind of happened naturally. It wasn't like all of a sudden you're a minimalist or anything like that. I'm not a minimalist either, but you got on board as you experienced our house being easier to manage. Well, I guess that would be that would be the kind of the one thing is is that you just do it and hope they see the benefits of it, and it's one of those things where you can't you can't I guess you can't be disappointed when they don't, but hopefully, you know, in a I guess lead by example kind of thing of just like you I guess like you said declutter your own spaces in the neutral places and hopefully they will see the the benefits of that. And if you also show them that it works and you show them that, uh, I guess with as minimal amount of drama as possible, um, so that that's, doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't come across as this stressful, um, burdensome thing, but there's something that that's manageable and doable and there's a way to do it and it works. I think that's good. What you said with as little drama as possible. I mean, which I think the no mess method definitely is low drama. So that's a good way to put that. Okay, now here's one we usually don't talk about. We try not to talk about parenting. We don't give parenting advice. But tips for how to handle whining from kids when they're asked to help with chores. <laughs> it just has to be ignored, in my opinion. Whining doesn't work. Whining never worked here. I mean, not saying that our kids didn't whine, but it was something that didn't work. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work when I do it. Uh, <laughs> So it's, I mean, they, it, kids are going to do it, but it cannot be catered to. It, it can't, it can't be something that is given into it. It, it's not always enjoyable, but it's, it just has to be ignored. And, um, I don't, well, what, I think what you're saying is like, I, I actually, that's a really good way to put it is like the whining decreases as it doesn't produce results. Right. It, it can, it can never be effective. I think I think rolling your eyes is just fine. Uh, I think even sometimes mocking the whining is more than appropriate. It, it just, Talking about the parents, yes. yeah, not the kids. Yes, it, it just can't be something that is, um, and you can't whine back. Don't don't get into a whining war with kids because you could also then whine why because they're whining. No, no, it cannot. It cannot ever be seen as something that works or is effective. You're so smart. Well, I, I've um, I've worked with children pretty much all my life. I, I've been in public education as a 
teacher, assistant principal, principal, and now I am a, I guess, a parent family liaison for our school district. Okay. Um, what is the secret to our successful marriage? No whining. Uh, well, um, I think we both, um, I'm not sure, are we allowed to talk about our faith? Yes, of course. Okay. I mean, I think that we're both believers in Christ. We're both Christ followers. Uh, that's just something that unites, that will always be something that's a uniting factor. And it's the most important things in our life and most important thing in our lives. And I think that that that's just the foundation for, for who we are as a married couple. But I think also uh, we, we just have, we just have to be unified. I mean, I think it starts being unified in Christ and then it just goes from there that we have to be unified when it's dealing with our kids, when it's moving forward with a, some type of a career decision or financial situation. It can't be something where, and and it may not always be easy, but we have to be on the same page. We have to be unified. I think, um, the, the fact that we, our biggest fights and our biggest issues are really who, who's the funniest. I think when that is your biggest issue, uh, in your marriage, cause you're going to have issues, but, um, I don't know, laughing humor, I think also carries us a long way. I really do. I think that not taking ourselves too seriously, not taking all the stuff too seriously and, both of us are willing to make jokes at the very least appropriate times, yes. which takes makes life a lot easier and more fun. I don't know if this is to me or to you. Do you read decluttering books or do you avoid so they don't clutter your mind? I'll answer for me. I do not read decluttering books because I write them and I don't want to accidentally like plagiarize or anything. And so I basically don't read or watch or listen to any kind of decluttering stuff. I mean, I, I don't because I have the expert in my home that if I have any issues, I just go ask her. I do say on a somewhat regular basis, you do know I'm one of the world's leading experts on this when they question. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know that that comes up on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> this message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, You can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. 
Is there something that you, this is talking to you, honey, that you wish that, wait, hold on. Is there something he wishes I, the family, would work on, but we haven't yet? I guess in our home. I'm sure there is. Our garage right now. True. The garage. If it wasn't for me, most of the leftovers would never get eaten. So we, I wish we could do, y'all could do a little better job of eating leftovers because I see them in there and y'all act like you're going to eat them and then you don't. But if we ate them, then you wouldn't have them to eat. I'm just answering the question. Okay. Um, I, no, I, I don't, I don't really, I mean, we, we have areas. Yeah, I guess, I guess the garage is something, but that's on, that's on me too. Cause it kind of sounded like, kind of like the question was like, what bothers me that I wished y'all did, but uh, we we still have some just some general things we 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 let go that we I don't know, could do a better job on. I feel like though that we manage pretty well. Like yes, the garage gets you know like right now I'm collecting boxes for which is not hard to do, but collecting boxes to try to put down as weed preventer in my garden and stuff. So it's just kind of this big monster pile of boxes because I'm waiting to do that and. And then it rains on the day I think I'm going to do it and stuff like that. But it's, I would say overall, we, we pretty much manage pretty decently. Yes, agreed. And I'm sure our children will be just fine someday when they have their own families. So we just have to trust that these things will follow them or they'll catch on for their own sake. I mean, I feel like that's what, now that we have young adult kids, there's so many things that they you just kind of go, well, we've taught them. So at some point they just have to make it their own because, oh my goodness, how many times do we have conversations where they like have learned something and they're like, wow, you know, I figured this out. And you're like, I have told you that all your life, but I have to just not say anything. Yeah. And and we see them and we see them, them figure things out and you just have to trust that they will when they get their own their own lives, their own families, that they will they will see the need or somebody will, I'm sure in a very loving, firm way, tell them they need to, to take care of this. So, Was there anything that was scary to you in the decluttering process for me? Like, you know, as I was decluttering, was there anything you were worried I was going to, or that you've been worried I was going to make us get rid of or something? She says her husband's a collector of things. That's an interesting question, especially because you've never, I you know, I you know, I collect things, and some of those things I've just collected have just stayed in boxes, and I'm not sure what we're going to do with them. But I'm also uh, over time, eventually, will go. You know what? Held on to this for all this time. It's really not even something I think about anymore. Why do I still have it? But you know, those things that are very important to me, and you respect that. And maybe at first, a little bit. That's a good point because I'd like to collect things too. But you just tried to help me find a place for. I'm okay if I'm going to keep it. Where's where can this go? Where and if how can it be displayed? What 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 is it going to take for this to be something? But is that important to you to find it find it a home? I don't know if that makes sense or not. But but not. But in many ways, not really because you uh, you know what's important to me. You know things that that mean a lot to me, and uh, I've never had to you know I've never had to get rid of an Elvis Presley memorabilia thing. I've never had to do anything like that. 
now I, I, I couldn't, you, you didn't let me buy as many muscle and fitness magazines when we first got married. You didn't let me, you kind of put a stop to that. I could work. Really? Did I really stop you from doing that? Kind of. Cause I would buy all kinds of like bodybuilding magazines and you're like, do you really need all those? What are you going to do with all those? So yeah, that was one of the first things you did kind of limit me on, on those things. On that. I don't remember that at all. I'm guessing it at the time that was probably more like, cause aren't those things are not cheap. They may not be cheap, but obviously they've paid off. <laughs> Big time. Okay. Oh, to Mr. White, we've kind of answered this. What's it like to be married to a celebrity? Again, it's a very, it's a very competitive world. What? I mean, I'm a local celebrity. You are a international celebrity. And it just kind of, you know, we when we go somewhere, it's, you know, who's going to be recognized first. And so, it, again, it's just, it's just very competitive. The truth is, it's actually a joke in our family. Because when we are in our actual town, he's the celebrity. He's the one that everybody knows. We cannot walk through any, anywhere because everybody's had him as a principal at some point, it seems like. Okay. Uh, was it difficult for you to get on board with the changes that I made when I got started? A little. I mean, just because it was, um, uh, how, do, how do I say this? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I had a little lack of faith that this was going to work. It, it, it was is a struggle for you. I mean, not that I didn't think you were not going to be, but, but yeah, I guess, I guess I had my, I had my doubts, but again, I think one of the things about our family is that we, we don't think it's our job to discourage people from whatever it is they want to do, whether it's a a dream or a goal or a plan or some way to improvement. That's just not, so even if you didn't, even if it didn't work, it was, what's there to lose? There, There was nothing to lose. So, but yeah, I had my doubts, but again, it's, it's, again, I think that's one thing I love about our family is that there's, there's, you know, we're even going through a couple of things right now where it seems like people have to give their opinion and their opinion is to almost to discourage you or say, no, you shouldn't do it or can't do it. And that just doesn't make any sense to us as a family. And I'm glad that we're that way, that it's not our job to try to convince people they can't do something or shouldn't do something. Not if, not if it's illegal or wrong or whatever, but we're not talking about those kinds of things. So again, it's, it was a, it's an, it was a no lose situation. I mean, what if it does work and it did? And what if it didn't work? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> we're still in the same spot we were, but you know, but, but no, it, it well, yeah, I, I had, I had my doubts. Has our relationship changed with the changing of our home? I do think that there's a confidence level in like, you know, I used to be so bewildered by these things that I felt like were supposed to be my job, you know, kind of in those early days when I was a stay at home mom and was like, okay, I'm supposed to be doing all these things. And then I was terrible at it. And then getting it figured out. And then also just the confidence level. I don't know. Do you feel like that changes our relationship at all? Or is that just a random thing that I shouldn't have talked about? I don't know if it's changed our relationship, but I I, I would agree with that, that it's probably something that years ago, I don't know that I would, I would have trusted you as much as far as getting our home in order. I would have just, 
oh, well, that's just the way it is. But, but I, I, but now I definitely think there's a, there's a trust factor with you now knowing that you have, you have things that have, that work for you that you've also found will work for others. So it's not something that I, it's definitely not something that I worry about or something that stresses me as our home. It, you know, that doesn't, whereas I think probably in the past, it was kind of like just, just knowing having, having the house ready for something was going to be this super stressful, you know, what room do we throw everything in for this party? Really? No, we already threw everything into that room. Where's another room? So there's this fact that that's not a problem anymore. Whereas I guess previously that would have been, that would have been, that would have been a stressor. That would have been something, but now we don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Um, here's a good question. Do you find the first decluttering question of step four as easy as Dana? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Is anything, is anything like step nine? <laughs> Don't be a step skipper. <laughs> no, it's the, where would you look for this first? If I needed this item, where would I look for it first? To me, it's a, it's a natural, it's a very practical, natural thing, but maybe you don't realize that's what you need to do, but that's what you need to do. And probably you should do and probably are doing. So it's something that's already probably programmed into your brain anyway. So, or should be programmed in your brain is that where would you look for it first? Well, it's almost like being willing to accept that instinct. And I, you ask that question on a pretty regular basis now. So I think it's become okay. pretty second nature for you. Okay. Have the house routines changed dramatically since we've had kids who have moved out? We definitely, I don't, we don't do as many five minute pickups anymore. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's for sure. Just cause there's not as much of their clutter you know, to have to deal with, but we still do it. Um, we still can dish out. I mean, we still can come, we can still produce some pretty good trash and dishes. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And we, for some reason, still need 10 pounds of mashed potatoes at every meal. So <laughs> That's been the hardest adjustment for me is making fewer mashed potatoes. Yeah. Not really 10 pounds, but yeah. Um, do you have project brain too? Do you know what that means? means I like to tackle things that have a beginning, a middle and an end. And that's what makes the house stuff harder. I, I'm going to answer for you. And then you tell me what you think. Okay. I think he's much better at the day-to-day stuff. Like, like he makes the coffee every single night. He has always had an evening routine, a morning routine, things that he does every single day. He's much better at remembering that it's trash day and making sure that it's out there and blah, blah, blah. So like those things that just never occurred to me, I feel like come a little more naturally to you. True. Yeah. I mean, they just, I I agreed. Yeah. I I definitely have more of a routine oriented kind of lifestyle or whatever. So, okay. And then somebody asked your favorite books. It can be your actual favorite books, not just the ones I buy for you to read. I mean, I've I've read, I guess, so much nonfiction in the last number of years that, um, I mean, favorite books, I, I, I've really, uh, I guess, Candace Millard, I've, I like her stuff. The Was it the River of Doubt? Is that is that the one with... Teddy Roosevelt in the Amazon? Yeah, Teddy Hoosevelt went down, the, that it was a... <laughs> 
That's a Three Stooges joke. If anybody didn't catch that, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think I don't think it was that. Was it the Amazon? It was. I know it was in South America, but yeah, that was actually a really uh, good book. And I, I'm I'm blank right now, but I, I think she also did Destiny of the Republic, right? She did. Yes, Ex- excellent authors. I really like her stuff. I really do enjoy a lot of presidential history. In fact, I'm reading one now on Grover Cleveland. What are, what are some other? Well, I think um, it basically is summed up in that old progressive commercial where, you know, trying to help young homeowners not turn into their parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he says, who else reads books about submarines? My dad. Exactly. You know, and we laugh really hard at that because have you read books about submarines? I have read one. I wrote, I did read one book about submarines of a World War II submarine that sunk, unfortunately, with all of the men inside. And it was, um, it was a, I think it was on a, was it Deep Sea Detectives or something like that? I think there used to be a show. And I think they actually, I think it kind of got them started. Actually, yeah, I have actually read. You also liked that Boys on the Boat. That's a movie that we want to see. Oh, yes. Highly recommend Boys on the Boat. Yes. That, that, that's, and, and, um, the Killers of the Flower Moon. I don't, the movie is way too long. I mean, you can only handle so much of Leonardo DiCaprio, but, um, but it does not need to be three and a half hours long. But that's an excellent, sad, but excellent book, too. So, yes. Okay. Well, thanks for doing this podcast with me. I appreciate it. And I guess we'll do another one on episode 500. I will say it was it was enjoyable. Maybe I didn't have the best attitude when you said, "Hey, we got to do a podcast," but it's it's been fun. So anyway, thanks. I love doing these with you. All right, uh, just a reminder that take your house back is uh, there's probably a little thing that's going to come in at the beginning and the end to tell you that, but just a reminder that uh, it is on sale right now. So you want to grab that. All right, I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.